Did you know that. that millennials killed the Bezoar industry? You're listening to Vocab Gumbo and three out of four voices. Welcome to the show. A one, a two, a one, two, three out of four. Listen to the voices. You say Bezoar? I said Bezoar. How do you pronounce Bezoar? it? Bezoar? I, I Bezoar. It comes from. It comes like like roar. You, you do say. Do you say roar? No, but I I say roald. As I mean, it doll. comes. It comes oh, wait, from no, a French word though. So like maybe that's right. Ooh. No, Google. actually it's not. I've googled it, and Google if if you hit the button that has. The, the, Google says the word. <laughs> it, it, it's a, Google says Bezor. What? No, I'm listening to it. Oh, it is. Yeah. Be- oh, wait. It does. Yeah, no. That's the. That's weird. Wait. Note to self: splice in the Google sound clip when you edit this. Bezor. It's kind of scary. <laughs> it's kind of like in. Okay, well, of course it's inhuman, but it's I don't know aggressively inhuman. It's Which is it? weird because I don't think it's synthesized speech. Like it sounds like it's someone saying it. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's probably just because you can program this based on the um, the accents, basically. Because what? I mean, oh, if, oh, oh, you mean like phonetic alphabet kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Do because you think... if if you look under the word, it does have like the O with the I don't know what the hell you would even call it the little triangle Circun- a circumflex. Yeah, circumflex, and then the E has a line over it that I don't. Is there a name for the line? I I don't know, but it it just reminds me of Hebrew, because in Hebrew you'd put that under, and it would do. It wouldn't be an E sound; it would be an Ah sound. So it's not anything related to Hebrew. Oh, Um, a macron. A long Latin vowel is indicated by a macron, which is a line over the vowel. That's huh. very topical, given Emmanuel Macron is making headlines. The president like, of France is my favorite superhero. I can't believe it, dude. It's like um, if Superman He's had a, a super little man in French. Om super, something om. Superman. Superman. I don't know how um, you say man in French. Um, Isn't it H-O-M-M-E? Yeah, super which is om. Um, it's om. Um. Yeah, because I don't have H's. They have H's in German. That's why I love German because I can say the H word, Hamburger. I oh. d- they don't actually. Uh, I don't know if they actually have that. No, they do. I have a question for you, German-speaking Samuel. Yeah. Um, German-speaking have... Samuel. <laughs> oh, That's my favorite. Yeah. Band. Hello, is this me? I have. Oh, where is it? Bing bong bang. That's not it. Sorry. Oh. Oh God. Frick. Oh, it's like crucifix. Oh, here it is. Nope, that's also not it. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> what? What? What are you trying to get him to do? I don't I know. I was expecting to be able to Never pick mind. up from context, but here I was unable. Is. Here it is. I got a message from a friend of mine who speaks German. Yeah. Um, yes. And I don't know what this word is. And honestly, I could have probably just looked it up, but I forgot to do that. So I'm going to okay. ask you instead. Sehr gut. Can you? I'll just I'll just paste it into yeah. I yeah, can't. Just, just paste it for me, 
Because your pronunciation is probably off because you don't know how German pronunciation works. Schadenfreude Kurs, too. Kurzfristig. Kurzfristig. The good Kurzfristig. Kurz means short. So I just need to know what a fristig is. Uh, and sh- it's something about you are in good short time or something. You gotta be fristig kidding me. What the hell is this? Is oh, oh, it's good in the short term. I think that's what it says. That, oh, that I, I don't, I'm not very advanced, but like also, sir, I haven't looked at a German sense. No, okay, so there is modifying good, so it says really good in short term. Why would they tell you that in German instead of in English? It's really good in short like term. That. He's not like other guys. <laughs> I'm not like other guys. <laughs> I'm worse. <laughs> wow, no. <laughs> I was, I was going to say something that would be probably not a good joke. So I'm glad you said that instead. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that was really odd um, today. Well, not just today, but recently, in probably the past week, is that uh, YouTube has been recommending me really old videos. Like, you know the damn some where'd you find this video? Yeah, Yeah, I was recommended that. It's 12 seconds long, and I've probably watched it like eight times today Mm. alone. Because I'm just, like, that guy, he has the nerdiest little, like, like voice in the world but he can pull off some really cool like i i'm very jealous of the fact that he can voice act really well because he can just manipulate his throat to make him sound like your father i've been listening to as far as listening to something repeatedly multiple times over and over Mm -hmm. um i've been listening to the song major tom coming home by peter Schilling. Which has, and I will make this claim, Ellis, feel free to contest. Okay. Um, I will make this claim one of the best choruses in 80s synth rock history. Ooh. It's, it's so, it's transcendent. I will have the volume at like 15 in my car, and then when it gets to the chorus, I will bump it up to 30. It is just glorious. <laughs> so I've been listening, that song has been stuck in my head for the past three three days now and i've listened to it at least five times each no no four times each day nice which may i i've just gone onto the youtube to find it to remind myself what it sounds like and all the comments are like everyone here from the umbrella academy oh my god imagine being a nerd and watching television <laughs> I was just going to complain about people going into YouTube comments and going, "I came from here." Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm more so thinking about um a a lot of other things like the fact that my brother can watch The Office for like ten years straight, but like just watch it over and over, like finishing it every month. I don't understand. Y'all reread books? Yeah. Uh, I, okay, not like from a physically, you know, capable <laughs> standpoint. Like I can rewatch a movie. I guess yeah. I don't know why. I, I can enjoy a movie even after having seen it before. But unless I completely forget about the existence of a book, I cannot bring myself to reread it if I've read it before. Yeah, I'm I'm almost the opposite. Like there are books that I've read going on ten times. 
Wow. Yeah. I I just can't. Also, because I don't really read things that are rereadable. Like, oh, here here's the last book I read. I have it right next to me. Um, <clears throat> the Holy War for Constantinople and the Clash of Islam in the West, 1453. <laughs> awesome. I don't. Uh, by Roger. Yeah, that's not about. When I read that one, I could not put it down. Oh no, it's I. I did enjoy it. Um, though, would you really read this again? No, no, I wouldn't. Exactly. I. I don't know. Actually, I. Like, no, I we've already established that I would not reread it again. <laughs> like, yeah. I I read this, right? Yeah. But, like, also, this is kind of biased because um, it's basically saying that this is... It, it's a super biased book. It, does it have good information? It, yeah. But I know this information. Like, I know who Mehmet II was, and Damn. I know of the Siege of 1453. Um which also fun fact if you see people like just put 1453 on things uh it is an it is a islamophobic thing because 1453 is like we will avenge 1453 because it's islam taking over the holy city of constantinople um yeah so literally like things replace all 1453s with 1213s Oh god, that's almost <laughs> equally as bad. No, that's basically no, no, no. Wait, no, no. Something. no well, you're thinking of 1488. 1488. What's for? Oh that's yeah, the Nazi one. No, yeah, one, I remember now. Twelve thirteen is ACAB. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. one first letter, oh. second letter, first letter, third letter. Wait, no, fuck. Oh, no, you got it wrong. Thirteen twelve. Yeah. Yes, thirteen yeah, okay. twelve. Never mind. Never, Never mind. mind. <laughs> I was like, because it's fuck thirteen. Okay. A C B Q A. Okay. Yeah. No. I was like, because I I knew it wasn't. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I I wasn't wrong. Uh. I, well, I was I just. By. I. What was twelve thirteen? There's some. There's some weird things. Right. Um, a B A C. I'll <laughs> no. No. I mean, like <laughs> all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Oh no. <laughs> I was mostly thinking it wasn't. Yeah, no, twelve thirteen, uh, Fifth Crusade. Good year, honestly. Jeez, a lot of stuff happened. Yes, but okay. What else do you want me to talk about? Like, do you care about Georgia because their queen died then? Uh, <laughs> their most notable queen, tomorrow. Okay, it was in civilization. Is this off the top of your head? No, no, he's on the Wikipedia page. No, no, Fifth Crusade was, Fifth Crusade was, I knew it was a crusade. Tamar of Georgia was not, but Tamar of Georgia is in Civ Six. Dude, swag. Kilkenny Castle in Ireland was completed in 1213. Oh my god, they killed Kenny. Oh wait, that's from South Park. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I learned the other day that Bill Hader was a writer on South Park. That tracks. Bill Hader is hilarious. But I've never oh. seen South Park, so I can't say whether or not it is hilarious. Oh, there's a there's a weird new show, or maybe it's old. I don't know. Bill Hader's has his own show now. Oh, it's since 2018. Anyway, my my mom was watching. It's called Barry, and he's yeah. supposed to be a hitman. And I like that's just not how I know Bill Hader. So is I like a serious uh, show, like actually. Yeah, he's a is fucking it? hit. Like he, I he's I saw bad. the first episode. And, like, the first scene is, like, there's a dead body, and he's just, like, kind of staring at it. It, It's, like, 
it's like he's almost acting like he's Dexter. I mean, even if you look at the thing, it, oh, it just... No, it's totally a ripoff of Dexter. Like, the, oh, the yeah. font for the name and exactly. the, the poster <laughs> and images for the, I guess, thumbnails or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a Dexter ripoff, basically. Well, is it a Dexter ripoff or a Dexter parody? Ba- I, it's not... Okay, it's supposed to be taken seriously. So it's, it's I don't comedy. think it's a parody. Is it comedy? According to um, the little blurb thing on Wikipedia. Yeah, it's possible that you just took it seriously. Okay, wait, if That's it's... true. If From it's... Cleveland. Okay. Well, Barry is an American dark comedy crime television series created by Alec Berg and Bill Hader. Okay. It premiered on HBO on March Ha-boo! 25th, 2018. Ha-boo! Hader stars Ohio. and Barry Berkman. You can stop me whenever you want to. You can stop Hitman from Cle- It's supposed to be from Ohio, and that's realistic enough for me to say it's not a comedy. <laughs> Are, Ohio, is Ohio just, like, teeming with Hitman? Ohio, everywhere you walk, dude. You step on the wrong side of the sidewalk, you got, you got guns on you. It, it's just how it works. Everyone knows that Ohio is the Hitman state. Oh, right, yeah, of course. I forgot. Wait, have I? No. I've, What's in Ohio? Um, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati. Okay, never been to Ohio. Um, uh, Columbus. Yeah. And then the one other one that I always forget is in Ohio. I don't, yeah, I just, I'm not a fan of Ohio. Yeah, Pittsburgh. No. <laughs> Millen? Weirdly enough, Pittsburgh's not in Ohio, but Ohio is in Pittsburgh. No. Wait, isn't Pittsburgh a city in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah. There's an Ohio within the city? Yeah, because that's where the Ohio River starts. Oh, (laughs) interesting. Wichita. It's the city of... Isn't Wichita in Kansas? No, no. Well, there's a Wichita, Ohio, apparently. Oh. There's probably a Kansas, Ohio, too. Probably. That just seems like something that would be in Ohio. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Last time I did talk about, like, weird places in Pennsylvania, right? Probably. Yeah, I think I did because there's like fucking Nazareth and shit. But yeah, like Akron <laughs> or Akron, almost Acorn. I don't Akron. know. Oh yeah. So I was actually back to the last podcast. I was talking to my mom about King of Prussia, and she's like, "Yeah, mm. I think it's now called the biggest because they connected the two centers." Um, oh, uh, one center. Yes, yeah, yeah, so it's like it's that one, one bit in Over the Garden Wall. Which one? <laughs> the, the one, one where, where they're like in the house, and it's like, well, this part is Rococo architecture, and then it turns oh, out it yes, was just yes, two that different houses haunting. that got so big that they became one house accidentally. Hey, wow. that's a great show, honestly. Over the really Garden Wall, good. yeah. Whoever came up with that, love it. That the weird like pumpkin skeleton monster oh, stalks my dreams at night so in the best cool. way. So cool. His voice, ah, oh, sultry, smooth. Over yeah. the Garden Wall is great because it's, I think, the peak of uh, young adult television gnome aesthetic. <laughs> Goblin I mean, core. It's, it's God, also just good no. writing. <laughs> no, gnome, great writing. Gnome, gnome core is much better than Goblin core. Mm. Okay, I can, I can get behind that. <laughs> um, have you all well, seen the new season of Amphibia? No. Oh, I forgot. I it's have doing that. such good things, honestly. Also, good gnome core. Good, great gnome core. <laughs> oh, actually, that's very much got. Uh, no, frog core. 
something. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah. Amphibia season one, great. Season two, they travel, which means they explore Whoa. different genres. Hey, oh. Oh. Different, different like meaning different um, settings? Well, both. Like, you can have, like, an old kind of spaghetti western style episode followed by, like, a true crime kind of thing. Okay. Not, not true crime. True crime. <laughs> Speaking of saturating the podcast market, true crime. I've oh been a... Should we start a true crime podcast? Oh, God, no. Should we start a... F- I think we should start yes, a fake crime. Yes, because the two, the two um, things that the podcast market is truly lacking, three bros chatting about stuff and things and true crime. What about... Cool. Hear me out here. Has anyone yeah. combined the two? So like a very casual true crime documentary. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Like, you know, sure. Did you hear about the murder on the night of August 12th, 1965? Damn, bro. Shit's No, wild. never heard about that. That's crazy, man. Sam jumps in with some hilarious comment or noise. Bam! That's a hit podcast. <laughs> Damn, bro. Shit's wild. Let me talk about that into my Blue Yeti. You don't have uh, a Blue Yeti yet. I know I don't have a Blue Yeti. I'm just making fun of Blue Yeti users, Sam. <laughs> don't do that, because I use it. It's perfectly okay. Yeah, no, no, no. If you're a you, if you're a Blue Yeti user, no hate. Just Thanks. know I will stereotype you as a frat boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I use this for my perfect comms in CS:GO, sir. I'll mm, tell yes. you once. I have the best callouts, like corner. He's near the box. I don't need to know the real callouts if I just say corner all the time. Have you have you played any laundromat? What? Any... Okay, I missed like three words and I have no clue what's going on. I'm asking Sam if he's ever played laundromat. What is that? Wait, is, is that a map that I'm supposed to know? No, it's how I say Valorant because I think they sound similar. Laundromat and Valorant? Yeah, I guess it has like kind of the same. It's the yeah, same. They, they have very similar vowel structures. Yeah, but what's it called? I I know this because my friend at um yeah. at um what's it called? You know that really good school that's good at music and is in Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Carnegie Mellon. Yes, Mel- there we go. So Carnegie Mellon, he goes there, and they had you know amazing music program, whatever. Yeah. One of his classes was like he just like did weird body movements to rhythms. So one Sick. was so like I could totally see him going Valorant Laundromat or something like that. That was really <laughs> back clapping because I wasn't trying. That's but, like, that's my new improv warm up game. Is, is Valorant Laundromat? Valorant. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would. I don't. Ha- I tried Valorant. It's just not fun. Because yeah. so one thing about CS:GO and one thing about Valorant that they have completely different and makes it either infuriating or you're like, okay, they have skill and or are cheating. Um, is that in CS:GO there's fixed spray patterns. So if you are good enough, you can make sure that wherever your crosshair is, you essentially we'll always get like within a certain percentage of the spray in like in your crosshair in Valorant sprays are always random, which is terrible for competitive esports because if your spray is random, you can get lucky headshots, which just completely determine the matches, especially, especially in a game where you can't recover like that. Here's, here's the difference between how you and I evaluate video games. You're, 
making a legitimate and well thought out complaint against the game design of Valorant for having randomized spray patterns. Whereas I like to play Jet because she has a lot of knives. <laughs> I also don't like Valorant because it looks really bad. I don't <laughs> like how it looks. Yes, I, but have you considered lots of knives? I have, and for that, I'd say uh, play Overwatch. Overwatch does <laughs> I, not have nearly as many knives. I understand, but if you tape knives to your computer screen, uh, play like Valorant and have knives. I see. <laughs> what? I don't even know if I've been... The only video games that I've played recently are like puzzle platformers and then simulating real-life board oh. games. Have you oh. ever played... Uh, yeah. Have you ever played Baba? Is is you? I've I haven't played it myself, but I've played it with friends before. Okay. I feel like um, that would be like that your, is a cool your, game. Yeah, I I think I bought it, but I've never played it. I don't I know said, this game. Oh, it's oh. really cool. basically you push blocks around to change the physics and rules of the game. Oh, neat. Um, okay, really cool stuff. Yeah. So like sometimes there's like where it's like. But the like, I believe at every level start, it says Baba is you. If you push push out like uh, you, you put key in. It says Baba is key, and then you can go and unlock something. Because actually, I don't think that's how that works. Because I think if you take away you, you don't have control oh, anymore. Can't control things yeah. anymore. But yeah, so you can. There's like a rock is push, which means that you can push a rock. But okay. then, if you be, if you change the word rock to be you, rock is you, then you're controlling the rock. Yeah, this is cool great. and sounds like I would enjoy it. I think honestly, it'd That's be really cool for us to all play, um, because I you played it with your friends, right, Millen? You just said that. Yeah, only like a two levels or something like that. Yeah, but I think I think this is like if we did that. Mm-hmm. We would all get super angry at each other. Yes. Like, you're an idiot. The syntax has to be wall is Baba and is stop and there's something like that. God, I, I, I haven't even started playing and I'm already having flashbacks to Portal 2 multiplayer. Uh, <laughs> I love Portal 2. That's I a, that's a puzzle 2. platformer for the ages. Hell yeah. yeah. Are you bringing your Wii to campus, Ellis? Just in an off, uh, off comment. Well, you know... Um, speaking of, um, the Nintendo Wii, you know what you can, um, Nintendo? Uh, Sega? That's right, video games. You know what else is a game? Games! I have a game! You have a game? I also have a game. What are the odds? Well, it also has a game! Sam, do you have a, do you have a... Did you, did you work on the Mr. Worldwide game? Sam is gone. (laughs) He fucking left. Sam got a game. God damn it, Sam. Sam, we will literally travel the entire uh, circumference of this planet before you finish the Mr. Worldwide game. There have been many things going on in my life that have made me forget that I said I was going to do that. And the (laughs) fact that I already did start it, but I'm nowhere near finished. Text Sam every Tuesday to finish. (laughs) Just to finish? Aww. What happened? D- d- I just got a text right now. Is that? Oh, well, that's not what I was hoping would happen. <laughs> he texted me every Tuesday. That's it. <laughs> I'll figure that out later. But for now, yeah. Sam, you 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 have you have a choice yeah. in your 
gaming experience that's on this cool. episode of three out of four voices the show with games that, that's cool can i hear can i hear the basic premises of both you have a five word pitch each mm, five words I, okay i do more than that because i uh, will do more than that you five always syllables. do five syllables mm. that's way worse see because like Darn. if i say i'm going to one of my words is five syllables <laughs> If I say, yeah, like, Alice, just saying I am going to is five syllables. I know, I have a five-syllable description. Okay, you, okay, so let's, we'll just handicap Millen. Millen, you have unlimited syllables, Alice only has five. Can I guess Alice is five? Sure, I, I won't make me choose yours over his, but sure. Oh, that's fine. Is it guess the random sound? Fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Wow, okay, so... Um, Millen, what's yours about? <laughs> okay, mine is um, unconventional materials challenge, but it's with a meal and based on lo- location. And I am a haute cuisine food critic. That's the game. I don't understand any of it. It's okay. You can choose to choose that one, or you can choose to not choose that one. And depending on which one you choose to choose, we will play them both eventually. I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. Now I'm just gonna. I, I was already going to choose Millen's because you, you've done the last two games. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of scared because mm-hmm. I feel like you at least understood two of the words in that sentence. I already explained to Alice what this what this game is. Okay, so. So I've also not uh, competed with Alice in a while, so it'll be, it'll be something new. Okay. So here's how this works. One night, no, one afternoon, I was laying in bed and suddenly inspiration struck. What if I had you to make meals based on locations, either inspired by or with materials found in those locations? And then you would present your meal ideas to me, and I would judge them based on creativity and, you know, cool factor. Like, is, could this be something that's actually good? Um, now, a la Project Runway, this is an unconventional materials challenge. So if I give to you a location that has food, and you use food, is you're going to lose some points for creativity. Yeah, which one do you want to do? You want to do mine? That's wonderful. I, I, did say, I did say I wanted to do yours. Because Thank you. I love you. I love you too, Millen. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you silly bastard. <laughs> so this game, like the, the chaos... T- episode is completely uh improv there are no rules except for what i deem to be a-okay we can go for as long as you want i'm coming up with these off the top of my head oh we should probably then have a time limit on how much time we have to prepare these meals oh no 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 Uh, do you mean like uh, prepare as in come up with the idea for yes or okay because Given that we can go until whenever, that also means we can stop whenever. Yeah, so I think we're fine. Uh, this is probably all game cut, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just deliberation. Do we want to clap here? Okay. Always. <laughs> Round one. Um, by the way, some of these you may not just given geographical whatevers. If you don't have this particular store or whatever that I say, uh, let me know and I will adapt. Okay, so you're mostly addressing me. <laughs> yeah, I mostly am addressing you. 
Um, it's crazy to me that you guys don't have Fred Meyer. I, nonetheless. Well, yeah, exactly. Nonetheless. Have you seen any of the the ads they've been running recently with the weird bulbous people? Yeah, yeah. I love the ones, them. They're pretty cool. The the man who does the squats. And yes. Then, yeah, and then hoop, hoop, hoops to the store to buy whatever milk or something. I love that ad. Great ad. Um, anyway, the first location is Payless Shoe Store. Ooh. Okay, I, I know what that is. It's just, yeah, I know what it is. I, I yes. just want to point out that for some reason, when you search Fred Meyer, because I want to know what Fred Meyer it is, it calls it a hypermarket company. It's Kroger. Oh, it's Kroger? Okay, yeah. I know what a Kroger is. We don't have any in the area, but I know what Kroger is. Okay, so it's Payless Juice Store. I, a meal. I, I, I can, I'm, I have a, yeah. Oh, uh, I'll wait for Sam just so that he has a little bit more time. Of course. I, I've never stepped in a Payless before. It's really, you don't have to in order to get a sense of the vibe. Okay, it's just a shoe store. It's a shoe store, but like cheaper. Yeah, I, well, that's probably why they have Payless in the, as their entire company name. Which I makes sense. Honestly, that's smart marketing there. You don't even need to say you will pay less at Payless. You just say go to Payless. Marketing. Yeah. All that works. Go to pay less. Mm-hmm. If you go there, pay less. That's a dude. You're a Alternatively, genius. It's the sequel hey. to the film Go. Go to pay less. Oh. <laughs> I hate you. Let's continue. <laughs> okay, wait. Are we allowed to say what's served on? Yes. Okay. You are allowed complete creative control over this meal. Um, okay. This except, is... except for whatever music soundtrack that is okay, of course okay. major tom coming home by peter Schilling. <laughs> I, I think i have an idea it's just not appetizing well that might lose you some points given that this is a pretend cooking show <laughs> <laughs> okay do we okay question do we have all of the tools that a, a, a t- kitchen would be applied with yes and more and more okay. you want a freeze dryer bang you want a dehydrator okay. perfect Okay, gotcha. I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, Ellis, we'll start with you. All right, so what we're going to do here. This probably is not going to work that great at Payless versus a high-end shoe store because they'll have less... The the leather will be less supple. But what we're going to do is we're going to go into the Payless shoe store and we're going to find the most supple leather that we can. The more supple the better. I want to see the stuff buttery. I see. Then, I see. We're going for texture here right away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then what we're going to do is we're going to remove the leather from the rest of the footwear item. We are going to take that leather. We are going to soak it in some water for a while. And then we're going to take it out of the water. And then we're going to soak it in some vinegar. All right. All right. Preferably rice wine, though... White vinegar or apple cider vinegar will also work in this scenario. Oh, I take it so far, this preparation method, the soaking in water is intended to open the pores of the leather, get it nice and susceptible to whatever you're going to do next. And then you're going straight into kind of some harsh vinegar. Yeah. Interesting choice. All right, please continue. We're going going into some vinegar. You're not going to do that one for too long. Because you don't want you don't want to be puckering 
You don't want to be puckering. You just want a nice little zing. Then what we're going to do is we're going to take some bulgogi marinade. So I'm, I don't know what is in a bulgogi marinade, so I'm going to make some assumptions here. But I'm pretty sure you're probably going to find some rice wine vinegar. You might find some brown sugar or brown sugar equivalents. I think you're probably going to find some sesame. You, you might you might find some like some gochujang or maybe something like that, some, some sort of fermenty uh, thing. And then you're probably also going to find some chilies. And then you're going to put the leather in that. And then what you're going to do is you're going to hit it with hammers. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, really just pound that in there. Just pound it. Like, let it soak for a while. Then you maybe put it in, like, a heavy-duty plastic bag, and then you just absolutely go to town on it. Depending on if if, if Payless does cobblering, which, I again, I doubt they do because it's a Payless. I, I really pay do not think they do. <laughs> yeah, so they probably do not have cobbler hammers in store. But what you can do here is you can take some uh, some high heels with large heels and use those, and you're gonna pound it out, and then you're gonna then then you're gonna you're gonna put it on the grill on on, on some on some very uh, uh, what do we do here? Either very high heat or very low heat. I wouldn't be able to tell you which would work better in this scenario. But you're well, gonna, you, even that it's very thin, I would so I would say high heat. All right, we're gonna put it on the grill at very high heat. So, bam, you've got bulgogi shoe leather. Delicious. Awesome. awesome. Love it. Love the creativity. You're playing around with texture and flavor in this one. I think it's got some serious potential. Sam, what is your entry into my mouth? So the first thing is, you're, you're, this takes years of preparation. We wow. need, years. We need an aged Osiris. This one I'm preparing for you is a 2008 Osiris oh. high top, age oh. age twelve years. That's primo. Uh, it in 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 a in a cardboard box. Oh wow! Yeah. Have you just looked up what an Osiris is? <laughs> I just is? looked up what an Osiris is. <laughs> oh yeah. We have the uh, dude. Everyone wore these in fucking two thousand eight. You got this. So you know, I, I have never dark memories of my cousin wearing these. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, well, food does make you emotional, I guess. Um, <laughs> so yes, we we start with our our, our twelve year age uh, 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 Osiris high top, never taken out of the box. We have to break those puppies out of the box. You remove, you know, the little the stuff, the accoutrements that. You know, you don't need to eat. It's it's kind of like bone. You know, you want to remove the bone from the Osiris. Uh, then we're going to flay them, and okay. we're going to spread them out on on a big sheet. And we're going to get our seasonings. The it's it's your standard seasoning. You know, you got salt, pepper. But the thing that really sets this apart is we got the zest of one twinkle toe. So we're that taking, is a twinkle toe. I will have to. I only know that from Avatar. Twinkle toes. Okay, look up twinkle toe shoes. They were all, you know, the, these things. It doesn't oh, matter if you get them. I also toe. remember these. <laughs> you get. We're putting the zest of one twinkle toe in the seasoning with whatever else you want. And we're gonna. We're gonna dry uh, roast. These. We're gonna dry roast these. You know, uh, almost almost give it a. It, it needs a hard consistency. Because you gotta, you you really don't want to get poisoned from the Osiris, you know. Uh, so we're gonna cook That's the hell out of them. Meat right there, kind of like yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. 
we got we got to make sure no one gets sick because it, it's like it's almost like puffer fish. You you pre, pre, like you gotta get just perfect. Um, and then we're gonna serve a side salad of our finest Skechers salad. Um, and we will and we're serving the whole thing on the weird foot measurey thingy that I oh, don't have name yes. <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, and your utensils are shoehorns. Nice. I'm surprised that none of you went for uh, shoelace spaghetti. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I got I thought of uh, twinkle toes zest, and I knew I couldn't do spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Okay, both of these entries are exceptional. Um, Sam, I do think you were perhaps you you weren't as sure of your uh, like flavors and and cooking methods, like. You know, combining that kind of brightness and acidity from the twinkle toe um, with a dry rub or dry roast, like you said, definitely mm. will dull down those flavors. Um, and the texture was a little bit harsher on the Osiris itself. However, you get mega points for creativity in plating and uh, your you know finished product. So I think, well, Ellis definitely. Um, has has the edge uh as flavor goes um you gotta think about the experience of eating and sam has definitely thought of that so sam i'm giving you the win for this one that's fair that's fair i didn't use any twinkle toes no No twinkle twinkle toes no shoe sizer as a plate (laughs) (laughs) um second round here's your location uh this one might be a little bit harder to get material from target parking lot 1 a.m. Oh, God, I've been in one. Oh. This is my strong suit, Millen. You don't understand. I'm pulling out the my trap card here. I'll say, though, if one of you chooses Mountain Dew Baja Blast, <laughs> um, you will unfortunately be disqualified <laughs> from the competition. That's, that's too easy. That's like getting on a cooking show and buying a pre-frozen meal. Hmm. Uh, one question is the target still open is this a 24-hour store this is a 24-hour store however again the location of inspiration and material sourcing is the parking lot not the store (laughs) okay then i got maybe the ambient lighting is something you can draw from but uh, unless you want to risk it you know you might not have time to get into the store okay before before the cooking whatever ends gotcha uh okay okay i i got some ideas i got some ideas all right ellis how are you doing yeah, i th- i think i i think i i think i can do this yeah i think i got something okay so then we started with ellis last time sam would you like to present your dish sure well first we gotta talk about presentation of now course. everyone knows about the target balls oh yes those so, things are amazing <laughs> We got it's a two course meal because there's two balls at the entrance of the store. Uh, that's where you will be eating, though you will watch your chef prepare it at the balls. Now, now you, you yourself are sitting in a shopping cart, and when your food is ready, they will push you to that station. In the first <laughs> station, we start with the appetizer. You got some leftover gummy sharks because some employee bought gummy sharks. And then mm. left it under on top of his car and drove away, and the gummy sharks fell off. 
Uh, but he'll know in the morning that there were gummy sharks on his car because it was so hot out and humid out that a gummy shark had melted. So these are a little warm. They, they, they're kind of like uh, almost, you know, they're, they were almost jerky, but, you know, we saved them before they got hard and, and disgusting. So we got rehydrated, I see. Yeah, some rehydrated gummy sharks um, <laughs> served on a, a hubcap. Uh, on top of the ball, uh, it, it's a very, it's a very big plate compared to your to the appetizer. But you're going to eat that gummy shark, and you're going to say, "This was really sweet." I don't think I can handle any more sweet. So you go to the next thing, and you know what we got there? Roadkill, savory Ooh. as hell. We got we got a nice fresh squirrel just came from a garden nearby. He was eating some. Eating some tomatoes, so you can taste that. You know, it, you can tell that his diet was was you know pretty natural. Um, <laughs> we don't worry; the hair is off the uh, the the fur is off the the rodent, uh, and it was it was prepared because it's so humid and hot out. Uh, we you did the, the they just like I don't know they used kinetic energy to cook it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not going. You're not going sashimi style. You're going for like a, a quick sear from the car itself. Oh, oh, it's it's like. Have you ever seen the thing where it's like if you slap meat at this velocity, yeah. you will cook yes, it? I in have. It, it like in that fashion with some some ungodly physics. You know, there's the the person serving to you actually works in the in the target. Uh, he got off to shift long ago, but he had to prepare this for a second job, you know, as the parking lot chef. Uh, he he did this himself. He's a physics major, uh, and he just found this out, so he wanted to try it, and you're his first customer. Okay. So, so you can't ask me more about how it was cooked. You have to ask him. I'm sorry. I'm just the, I'm just the guy pushing the cart. Okay. Well, this is a cooking show, so perhaps uh, he should be on it instead of you. Ellis? He, he honestly should be. Ellis, okay. would you like to present your plate? I would like to present my plate. So the first thing that we're going to do here is we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna take some of the asphalt from which this Target parking lot is made. You're going gonna, to you're gonna want to get a, a good chunk of that, maybe about a third of a pound. And then we're going to uh, take the abandoned shopping cart. We're going to flip it over and uh, remove like the well actually you would probably want to do this in the order where you remove the basket part first and then you flip the basket part over so that you've got kind of like a little hut made out of shopping cart wire i see i understand then, then we're going to take the abandoned tire or like the chunk of tire that's just sitting around in the parking lot because of course it is we're going to set that on fire and we're going to put that under the cart so then we're going to take our we're, we're, we're going to take our chunk of asphalt and we're going to set it on top and we want to get we want this fire super low so we want to almost be smoking it get some nice some smoked some tire smoked asphalt that's our first step I see I like it I like where you're going so far our second step is we're going to take some take some runoff some just like water that's pooled not quite in the drain because it like can't quite get there. So it's just pooled up next to it. I know it well. Very refreshing. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna 
We're going to grab a scoop of that and then we're going to reduce that. So we've got like like an emulsion or like, like 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 similar to how one would reduce balsamic vinegar. So so it's it's kind of kind of viscous, you know. And then uh so so that that's that's part 2. And then part 3 is we're going to go to the crack in the asphalt where there is inexplicably plant life. And we're just going to harvest some microgreens. You want your greens to be really micro. Like, like to the point where you got to put this shit on with tweezers, you know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I have seen many episodes of Chef's Table. I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then at this point, once you've, once you've reduced your runoff and harvested your microgreens, you're going you're gonna to wait a little bit longer for your asphalt to smoke. And then you're going to... You're you're gonna you're gonna freeze dry it. You want this stuff. Yeah, you're you're gonna freeze dry it so that it's like super super brittle, so just super 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 brittle. And then you're gonna take your 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 paintbrush. You're gonna do a stripe on your plate of your ground run, runoff emulsion. You're gonna place the the freeze dried rubber smoked asphalt on top of the stripe the smear or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Then you're going to take your microgreens, you're going to place them delicately on top. And the way this works, and then, or actually, no, you're going to do your, your, your stripe, your asphalt, a little, a, a drizzle of the, of the emulsion, of the runoff, re- reduced runoff, and then the microgreens on top. Uh, because you got to, you got to have something that the, what, what this reduction is for is to essentially make sure make make sure that it's not too dry just balance it out a little bit and then what you do is you you present it to your customer on the plate you put it down on the table and then you take a small jeweler's hammer out of your back pocket all right and you're you're a fancy you're a fancy waiter here because this is a high class establishment and so you've got very clean back pockets with very clean jeweler's hammers in them and you're just going to you're going to set it down on the table in front of them and you're going to tap on this asphalt which is freeze dried enough to the point where that when when you tap on it it just kind of crumbles and collapses and so it's a dramatic presentation and maybe it kicks up a little bit of like cold steam smoke stuff and then it's so it's dramatic presentation dramatic plating and also some microgreens because this is a fancy so Ellis I really like what you've done uh, with your dish, you've you've made it very immersive. Sam's was immersive as well. Um, I'm impressed with the continuity between your two dishes, actually. Um, <laughs> Ellis, though, you've really you've taken something that is uh, nostalgic and homely in a way. You know, everyone's been in a Target parking lot at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. and you've brought it to a different level. You've really you've reinvented. Kind of the cuisine. Of That's what oat target cuisine target is about. It's exactly. reinventing the shared experience of food. <laughs> um, Sam, well, I appreciate your ingenuity in sourcing ingredients. I think Ellis's dish is able to tell a better, more cohesive story about. You know, it, it takes the it takes the taster takes the uh, what's it called audience member? No, <laughs> person who's eating it. On a journey, customer. Yeah, that's the word. It takes, <laughs> <laughs> it takes the customer on a journey, you know, through time and 
we really play here with uh, texture as well as temperature, which hasn't really been done so far. Um, Ellis, I'm I'm awarding you this point for thank this you, thank you. wonderful target parking lot dish. Um, your next challenge is the inside of a dusty closet in an mm. antique store. Mm. Oh, there's a lot to work with here. The closet has not itself been opened. You can play with what might be in there, who the potential owner of the closet was before. Sam? And this is our tiebreak, too. We're one and one here. This is for all the for all the marbles. Oh, all well, I had five marbles. rounds, but sure. <laughs> all the marbles before round four. Um, this, is, this is, sorry, I zoned out for like a hot second, and I zoned back in at closet. so your next location is the inside of a dusty closet in an antique store okay um okay ellis is going first on this one yeah Mm. all right i got um um hmm, i'm liking where this is going i've only ever been in one antique store do they have any dusty closets not that I was allowed in. I mean, the antique store was a little strange because it's okay. So that was the best possible response. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it, it, it was a weird store because it also so, sold a uh, penis lollipops. So it's like, it's like an antique store, and half like the town it's based in. It uh, gets some of the I get the pride and. Uh, whatnot from that city, and it is also in the shop, and that's why they have penis pops. But if you portmanteau those together, they become pop or peop. Peop. Peon. Whoa. That's surf. Uh, Fife. Just kidding. That's land. Whoa. Thank you for coming to my history lecture. Um, <laughs> next week, we'll talk about what happened yesterday. Ooh, that's my least favorite day. Oh, sorry. We can change the topic. I'm very flexible. I really, you know, I try to work around my students' needs and, and their interests. So, Flimps. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about what, what I'm going to give to this chef who just criticized me so much. Stomp. Because I don't know how to cook food, apparently. And you won the first one, dude. I know. But you also did mention that the way it was cooked would not be good. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second way it was cooked was unrealistic. I I actually, I quite liked that one. I liked the the squirrel sashimi, quick sear, physics involved. It was, you know, immersive, cooked right at at your sphere. I think just... Ellis's yeah. was had that something, you know, a little yeah, bit extra. I, I understand. I just since I wasn't allowed in the closet, I don't know what would be in there. I know everything outside the closet. There's a military uniform outside the closet. Maybe Ooh. there's a military uniform inside the closet. Maybe the owner of the closet was a member of the military. Well, no, these were like vintage. The, this was like they had like a civil war cap. So like I don't maybe I don't the owner think of the you... closet was in the civil military. Yep, that's what it's yeah. called. The Union Army. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. I, I think I'm good. So you good? 
Yeah. All right, we're starting with Ellis for this one. Okay. So the first and most important, well, actually, I guess it's kind of two things, but uh, the, the, this, the, this, the closet is, it's not that big, but like it's big enough that this is the place that they're using to store um, some, 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 some small furniture. It's not, it's wow, not big furniture. Pretty... But, okay. Yeah. But like, like end table sort of size. It's not too I big. See. And so what we've got here, what we've got here is we've got a, a, a bedside table, a bedside table. This is vintage. So, you know, it's made out of a good wood. It's made out of some cherry. It's made out of some cherry wood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. And so, <laughs> and, and on top of this end table, uh, on top of this bedside table, it, which was not originally on top of the bedside table when it was being, indeed, placed to the side of a bed, we, we've got a vase. And this is like a kind of a, a kind of sh- nice vase or vase or vase. But I've only uh, ever heard the first two. Mm, yeah, I, I will. I cannot tell a lie. I made up the third one. Thank you so much for telling the truth. Yeah, you're you're deeply welcome. But the the, <laughs> the important part about this vase of vases is that it, it's got some gold leaf on it. We're gonna Ooh. we're gonna be using that later. Keep that in mind. I am. Some some happy little gold leaf. And so, because in our first two rounds we've we've had some uh, we've had some some bulgogi shoe leather, and we've had some ridiculous like old cuisine concept asphalt. We're going. Uh, we're going for a dessert on this one. We 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 want to. We want to have a well-rounded culinary experience. So we're going to round it out with some nice dessert. And so, what we're going to do here is we're going to take. We're going. We're going. We're going to take some 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 chocolate. The chocolate I'm afraid you're going to have to bring from home because all the chocolate in the antique store is beyond melted at this point. Who knows where it's gone. And so what what we're going to do is we're going to take this chocolate and we're going to make it into this form of these little tempered balls. And so these are like like the 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 cuisine version of uh of those freaking like truffles with the the liquidy chocolate inside that are Swiss that I can't remember the name of right now that are not Ferrero Rochers. The what's the Lint Lindor truffles? Exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna set up our chocolate so that it's like uh, the oat cuisine version of the outer shell of a Lindor. A little bit bigger, too. This is like roughly tennis ball size. Okay. And we're going to slice it in half. So we've got a hemisphere, a hollow hemisphere of chocolate. And you're going to poke a hole in the top with one of the antique coat hangers. And so you got that there. This you should probably actually do later in the process, but maybe for now you can refrigerate it so that it's ready to go for later. And so you went. You got you got that in the fridge. You got the hole in the top. You got the little little hemisphere of chocolate, and you're gonna take some some syrup. Now you could bring the syrup from home, but you could also uh, melt down the grandma candies that are uh, uh, presumably in one of the crystal bowls in this antique shop because they are impossible to remove from once placed in it. But you know those grandma candies. You know you go and there's a crystal bowl, and it's like, well, who knows how long these candies have been there. But they're grandma candies. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're going to melt those down. You're going to melt those down. And you're going to place them inside the top drawer of our cherry bedside table. And uh, come to think of it, you really really should have let the done the chocolate later in this process. What were you thinking? 
because we're going to let this age. In fact, this might have been something that you've done two years before. The minimum time that you're legally allowed to age bourbon for and still call it bourbon is two years. And so let's just pretend that this syrup is bourbon, all right? It's not, but for, for legal reasons. And so when, when, when you take this out, this, this, this syrup of grandma candies is going to be imbued with the delicious flavor of cherry wood. You know how it smells. Imagine that, but as it tastes an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, I it's do so- know how it smells. In Ooh. glass blowing, you use a tool that's often made of cherry wood, and it oh. burns, and it's really nice. That sounds lovely, actually. It that's, is. That's great, yeah. Sorry for that's- interrupting. Oh, no problem. That was, that was an effective insertion of conversation. Whew. So now we've got this delicious flavor uh, that, that, that has seeped over the years into our lovely syrup. And so we're going to take our hemisphere of chocolate. We're going we're, we're gonna to grab a small funnel. And we're going to... You, you might want to chill your syrup a little bit. Make sure it's not hot at the time, at least, is what I'm saying. Like, make sure it's not going to melt your chocolate on contact, because we don't want to do that yet. And so we're going we're gonna to take a little funnel. We're going to poke it through the hole in the top of our chocolate dome. We're going to pour the syrup in there. Remove the funnel. Maybe, uh, pl- maybe, maybe plug your hole with something there. This might be a good opportunity to, uh, to like chisel down one of those candies and just kind of like make it a cork or something. But then what we're going to do, remember that vase that I had mentioned earlier. This is where that vase comes in. We're going to take that vase off the shelf. We're going to grab our vegetable peeler. And we're just going to shave. What is this vase made out of? I'm imagining like glass. Yes, glass, but it's got gold leaf on the outside, which is the important part. Okay. We're going to okay. shave some of that gold leaf on top. This is, this is, this is a fancy, this is like the kind of dessert that you would get in one of those hotel restaurants that's not really a hotel restaurant because like it's, it's like, uh, God, seven stars from Zagat or whatever, but it's just in a hotel, you know? And so you're going to shave it on top. And so now, now, now you've, got, you've got your nice fancy gold leaf as a little polish off on top of your nice dome of tempered chocolate with cherry-aged syrup. Cherry, I would say barrel-aged, but it's not really a barrel. Cherry wood drawer-aged syrup on the inside. Skit-aged, maybe? Ooh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. My initial impressions, not quite substantial enough. Shit. For- for a even for a dessert, you know, <sighs> you've got you've got an incredible nuance of flavor. But I'm looking for something that's not just flavor, but goes beyond that. And honestly, I'm in my time as a an incredible uh, critic of haute cuisine. I've had my fair share of gold. Yes, it adds to the plating. Yes, it adds to the visual experience. Mm-hmm. It does not add to the flavor. Mm-hmm. And I feel it is unnecessary. It is gimmicky. I don't know. I, I love your creativity oh. with the grandma candy, uh, cherry aged, cherry casket aged syrup. I appreciate the um, geometric capabilities that you've uh, shown <laughs> us with your spheroid um, vocabulary, hemisphere, and whatnot. Mm. However, I think, I think I'm looking forward to Sam's entry. Hmm. Okay, so are you ready? I'm so ready, Sam. Okay, so 
This old closet's not just where you will eat your meal and where the meal was found, but it's also where the meal was cooked. (laughs) (laughs) It's also where the meal was cooked. Okay. So, one, this closet, not just any closet, the old owners wanted a sauna, and they couldn't really get, they couldn't extend it onto the building, so they just decided to make the closet a sauna. Now, one thing they didn't realize oh. is that uh, it was way too hot, so they locked the closet and never used it. Uh, but then they both died. This was around the Civil War. They knew saunas existed, and they built them. This is just a little bit of the history about where you will be sitting. You will have to sit naked because this is a sauna. Um so just keep that in mind. Make sure you have a bag for your clothes, because if not, it'll get dirty. The rest of the shop, you know, they, they don't focus on it as much. The food's more lucrative. You know how it is. Anyway, when we get into this sauna slash closet hybrid, because, you know, also the, the closet was their storage room, so mm-hmm. they still had to keep their stuff in there. It was a very bad idea from the get-go, but in hindsight, it's, it's perfect. So we walk into this sauna closet, and the first thing you got to do is you got to appreciate the ambiance. We have tweets from 2009 hanging on the wall as modern art. You have classics such as Justin Bieber's Why is Rhode Island nor a road or an island? And Larry King's More Importantly, dot, 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 Don't Forget to Put Your Clocks Back an Hour Tonight. I am a clockhead and obsessed with time. I can't get over that. <laughs> Called himself a clockhead. And, you know, this is the modern art. It's it's very much experimental, this whole venue. Um, so now on, on to the food. There is a small, like, uh, uh, just a pile of things uh, supported by spare wood and whatnot. That, that will serve as your table, and the sauna bench is where you will sit. Uh, you actually get to watch your food cook, and you get to decide when it's ready. This is, uh, you do need to sign a waiver in case it's underprepared, but this experience is about you. It's your private area. We will prepare everything that goes. Yeah, if I'm we, in the sauna with the food, am I not also being cooked? No, you're not because, um, it, you, like, we we have. We have a very special, like, little... You know how saunas work, right? Yes. Yeah, you got the rocks, yeah. and you pour the... Is this, yeah. like, directly yeah. over the rocks? Yeah, it's it's directly over the rocks. It, okay. It's You know, it, it is cooking with the sauna as you relax. This is a food where you take your time, because it will take a bit. It is a slower cook, because, you know, you don't want to burn in the sauna. So it is a slower cook, you know... But you get to you get to experience this relaxation with your food. Now, onto the onto the food and not just the method. We have uh, today specifically. We have spiders catch, which is whatever the spiders caught in their spider webs in the corners oh. of the shop. Uh, that that is the that is kind of the spice to this to this food. Now, in this in this modern restaurant. There is, uh, there is a few things you can get that, you know, you got some jerky sold at the counter. They can, they can put that, you know, in, in the thing. But, uh, you know, you also got some candies and whatnot. 
but the real thing people come here for is this is spiders catch with uh it spiders catch seasoned uh trench coat so we get this trench coat and you know it's the thing is you could eat the trench coat right away seasoned and all but if you really want this this spider the spider's prey to to seep into the into the trench coat you got you got to let it sit so recommended is normally aging things here interesting mm-hmm. You, you normally want to the best results. People sometimes get impatient in the sauna, but for best results, you want to watch that for like two hours. And we do have uh, we do have Himalayan salt because who doesn't have Himalayan salt to just salt it? Um, <laughs> and that's about it. It's more about the experience of you relaxing with your food than anything else. Mm-hmm. So we've got a, We've got a nice uh, steamed trench coat with catch of the day spider salt um, uh you could call it that yeah i think i will <laughs> okay Damn. um sam i love what you're doing with the, the simplicity of the meal you're really highlighting its component parts in a way that brings them all to the forefront of the dish even you know even that steam is an essential component it's an ingredient almost um Ellis, like I mentioned, I, I did find some flaws with yours. However, I think compared to compared to Sam's dish, while it was very simple, there was not uh, aside from the creativity with the with the spider salt, if you will. Um, I felt like Sam, your dish was aside aside from the experience of eating. This is, after all, a cooking show. You know, not a not a restaurant design show. Um, so I just feel that your dish could have pushed the pushed the boundaries a little bit more um, as far as a flavor profile or or texture. Because you know, I've had steamed trench coat before, and I often find it slimy or or really lacking any like mouth any significant mouthfeel. It's a little bit slippery, if you will. So I think uh, for that reason. Sam, I unfortunately have to give this one to Ellis. A well-fought battle, my friend. That was that was a very close one, I will say, and not in a good way. Please improve next <laughs> round. <laughs> I have two more rounds if you want to do them. Um, I would say for time reasons we should. Oops, my yeah. mic tilted. I would say for time reasons we can probably call that the last yes. round, but okay. Thank you uh, for bringing this wonderful game into our oeuvre. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. My last two locations were a Netflix executive's office Ooh. and then the Trader Joe's produce section. Oh. I think I've never been to a Trader Joe's. You've never been to a Trader Sounds Joe's? like an opportunity to use banana leather. Yeah. <laughs> I've only been to a Whole Foods once. And other than that, uh... I just really like Wegmans, but the closest one is like 30 minutes away, so I don't really like food shopping. Weggies. Wegmans, like Safeway or something? I don't know. (laughs) Apparently, Safeways don't exist on the East Coast. Safeway Safeway and Fred Meyer, the two biggest, I I guess maybe QFC. Does QFC exist on the East Coast? I don't know what QFC is. Oh my Uh, God, what is happening? Absurdity. But do you know what a Gennardi's is? Never. No. Well, they went out of business and were bought out by Giant. So 
You wouldn't. Um, then, yeah. Uh, you don't know what a ShopRite is, do you? Oh, I do know what a ShopRite is, actually. Okay, they have that in my area. They have Giant. They have... We have some Aldi's. Oh, lucky. Yeah, but... It, yeah, they have... Their produce is, like, what you go there for. Not really anything else. There's an Aldi near me. We have Wegmans, of course, but, like, Wegmans are far and in between. But damn, are they good. Um, Although, what I, I, I gotta... I gotta, you gotta throw in a little shout out for our our listeners in the Midwest that I'm sure exist. Save big money at Menards. Continue. Wait, isn't that a, isn't that a hardware store? No, I'm thinking of. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um. What about what about uh, McCaffrey's? Oh, what about Whole Foods? That one's not regional at all. Yeah, we have Whole Foods. We have Whole Foods. There's Trader Joe's. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any like. Things that you definitely wouldn't have. It, well, you definitely don't have Redner's, but that's a Delaware Valley thing. Whoa, Menards is a hardware store. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> I just know the freaking jingle. The uh, my I've got a bunch of family in Chicago, and the goddamn jingle. Holy shit! It's, Where does it go? It goes save big money at Menards. And it's it does not leave your head once it is in there. Damn. <sighs> it just reminds me of Bob's furniture and or Bob's discount furniture. Truly. And also um, foot massage. Bar- did you say barbecue foot massage? Because that's definitely what I heard. Barbecue foot massage. <laughs> that one. No. What? Oh man. Okay. Well. Okay. On on that note, on that lovely note of of, I suppose, um, store comparison. E flat minor. Oh, never mind. Oh, my yeah, store could you beat up your store. Oh yeah, um, well, my dad can sue your dad. <laughs> do, I, do any of you have any more final thoughts before we go to the plugs? No, let's do it. Lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, it's time to hit the plugs. If you would like to follow us on the social medias you can do so at numeral three out of numeral four voices on instagram without uh, the, except without the word course. numerals of course of course sorry i, I chose your part no you're good you're good you can you can follow us on twitter at vocab gumbo i changed it so i didn't what? want to make more twitter accounts so you can right. follow us there at Vocab Gumbo for contents from this show and also our other show at Vocab Gumbo Eurovision Rewind. Go Era. check that out if you want to learn uh, more about the Eurovision Song Contest. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And we just put out episode 11 of Eurovision Rewind on Wednesday. Yes. That's really that's really only episode, oh man, what would it be, five and a half? Yeah. You take two episodes per thing i i'm sorry i that's fine (laughs) well you listener and sam can go check that out just search your vision rewind on your podcatcher of choice also we we have a website it's vocabgumbo.com a full name of course (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's Um, not true with the dot com yeah uh so you can check that out for a full archive of the episodes of this show and of the eurovision rewind and it's also more stuff cool. if we put more stuff on there. It is pretty cool. Thank you. I caught a mistake early on, so there's no mistakes anymore. I promise. Mm-hmm. If there's a mistake, 
Let me know. It, DM us on it, Instagram or something. Bring it up to me because yeah. I'm the one that doesn't make them go away. Mm-hmm. Um, personal plugs, Alex. Personal plugs. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I haven't been doing much recently. Stickers are cool. Stickers. Go follow at RX Skulls on Instagram for some cool stickers. Also at letter M.pdx on Instagram for some cool stickers. I wonder who that could be. I don't know. Also, never, never uh, heard of that person. Yeah. Also, hidden stash art on Instagram for some cool stickers. Wow. Also, who you don't know that one? <laughs> yeah, hidden stash is cool. I like their stuff. Um, is that stash and, like mustache? No, stash, like, like like stash is in stash of hidden things. Okay. Um, stash? I I'm gonna I'm gonna find one more sticker account to shout out. It's gonna be uh, at from parts unknown on Instagram for some cool sticker stuff. Bam, oh, done. Wow. Millen, hit cool. some plugs. Hello. I would like to plug the 1989 hit single "Major Tom Coming Home" by Peter yeah. Schilling. It is one. I'm literally. I'm listening to it at this very second. It is such a good song. I would also like to plug the show Warrior Nun. It is terrible. It is very poorly written. Nothing about it is exceptional. In fact, a lot of it is exceptionally bad. Um, I've only watched about 30 minutes of it total. Uh, so watch that if you want to have a good time. Um, I would also like to plug the. Uh, no, actually, I'm not going to plug the United States government. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> <off you. laughs> Okay, so, um, I'm going to plug content creator Brian David Gilbert. He currently works for Polygon. What? Oh, that dude. The, is that the dude with the hair? Yeah. It's the dude who had the mustache that was, I'm not going to explore, I'm not going to spoil what the mustache was for, but he had a mustache for a while. And now he doesn't have the mustache. Um, but Brian David Gilbert, he works on the Unraveled series on uh, on the Polygon YouTube channel. But also his personal content is pretty good. Specifically his Dances Moving series. Because I watched that and oh my god, it's good. Really freaking good storytelling done in very short episodes. Um, and it made me slightly emotional about, uh, like, leaving parts of life behind. It's kind of crazy. He's also pretty funny, and that's, yeah, he, he is. So if you like video games and stuff, his Unraveled series on Polygon's good. And then if you, like, he has his own YouTube channel, too, just named Brian David Gilbert, where he does his own little sketches. Not many of them, but they're all pretty good. I cool. especially would like to recommend Shingle Jingle uh, and Buy My Bed. And, uh, and Ain't also, nothing bad ever happened. happened on this bed. Oh my god, you've, you have seen this guy. Okay. But his dances, yeah, his dances Moving series is just really good. It's seven part. It'll take you... It's less time than that show that Villain recommended that he watched. And I liked every second of it. So, there's that. Ryan David Gilbert is a modern-day Bill Wirtz, but happier. Uh, and I can is see Bill Wirtz not a modern-day Bill Wirtz? Well, Bill Wirtz is out of commission, isn't he? He's not really doing much anymore. Uh-huh. Well, Bill Wirtz really had two hits. I, I beg to differ. I have seen 
almost all of his videos. <laughs> okay, I've seen more. Also, his last video was titled Might Quit from yeah. Bill Worth. Uh, so I think he did Might Quit. Mount St. Helens is about to blow up. Mm, a little bit of a banger. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> I Thanks for listening to 3 Out 4 Voices. I will come back tomorrow. Bye. Ah.